Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you for the next two hours from 1 to 3 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and it's time for all of us. When we look at the news and issues of the day to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, maybe explore issues a little bit wider. But of course, we need to make sure we challenge our assumptions a little stronger. And above all, we need to make sure that we disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We begin today on a Monday talking about uh, what is happening in our nation's capital as it relates to spending. We have a host of things that are coming up. Uh, The infrastructure bill, of course, continues uh, to be debated, and we'll uh, get to the floor, I think, uh, coming up this week a little bit later on. Uh, President Joe Biden will give his first uh, major address to joint joint session of Congress uh, coming up on Wednesday this week, and we'll be breaking that down as he approaches his uh, 100-day mark in office We'll be uh, joined a little later on today by uh, Andy Field uh, talking about promises made, promises kept, promises broken, and promises in progress and where the administration is. But so much of what the conversation has been about is just the spending, the dollars and cents of it all. And what I think we need to do is we have to to think again uh, about everyone in terms of what they're talking about as it relates to spending. Republicans historically have been the party of fiscal responsibility and restraint. Uh, The Democrats, on the other hand, have been more about uh, spending more in terms of government programs and things that will uh, help citizens. So there's been this ongoing debate, uh, but I think we've sort of lost it all in the process. Uh, In fact, uh, one commentator, uh, Michael Malice, uh, said that conservatism is now progressivism just driving the speed limit. (laughs) So uh, the progressives are... uh, of course, going 100 miles an hour in the spending. And the Republicans are also spending at an unprecedented rate, uh, just a little bit slower. So let's let's think again. Let's go back just a little bit uh, because we are equal opportunity offenders on this program. We will call out the left or the right for hypocrisy. And so we're going to go back uh, during the Trump administration. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, then the majority leader, uh, did a lot of spending in the United States Senate, and he justified it this way. This has been a persistent problem. No matter who's been in power, there's no question that the deficit has increased uh, dramatically. So he said, yeah, both sides are spending. Uh, National debt continues to go up. But now that President Biden is in office, now Minority Leader McConnell is very concerned about the national debt. We think having a debt the size of our economy for the first time since World War II already doesn't argue for adding $2 trillion more when the country is clearly on the way back. 
So South Dakota Republican Senator John Thune uh, spoke to the press uh, regularly during the Trump administration and justified budget increases uh, by using examples like this. The way you get spending under control is you take on entitlement programs. But we're the, not the doing any today, of that now in this, well, right? So I guess budget, as this the stands that now, we're how much support today, do you have? Well, the budget we're going to vote on today, if you look at the non-defense portion of it, it's a 2.2% increase for the next two years. Everybody agrees we've got to get the defense number back up. So that was John Thune uh, with uh, Neil Cavuto from uh, Fox Business, uh, who always asks the hard questions when it comes to the numbers. Uh, But now, uh, after listening to Senator Thune uh, defend the spending during the Trump administration, now that President Biden is in the Oval Office, changed his tune previous administration, this wasn't a, a debt and deficits weren't a high priority for them either, Neil. They've always been a high priority for me. So now he's back to uh, we, we have to have this highest of priorities uh, being our debt and deficit spending. Uh, we've also seen that uh, similar story coming out of our friends to the north, uh, Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming. Uh, when President Trump was in office, uh, he addressed the amount of government spending, saying, Do you expect that if the president wins re-election that he is going to start taking uh, taking a look at the entitlements and trying to rein in spending? Oh, I do. We raised that last week at the White House. So that was during the uh, Trump administration. And more recently, uh, Senator Barrasso said that the, the pandemic has just caused too much debt to accrue. How much is going to be by just adding more to the debt and how much is going to be by raising taxes? But look, we've added significantly to the debt over the last uh, 12 months because of the coronavirus crisis. We cannot afford to add any more. All right. So the hypocrisy is the hypocrisy, whether it's coming from the left or coming from the right. uh, No one has been interested in actually dealing with spending. Uh, Many of our military leaders continue to maintain that one of the greatest threats to our security in this country is our national debt and our deficit spending. Interesting, Ben Sass, Republican from Nebraska, uh, said uh, to The the Hill, uh, thehill.com, he said, here's the sad reality. Almost nobody in Washington, Republican or Democrat, cares much about the debt. But lots of grandstanders care a lot about who racks up the debt. Uh, Senator Sass continued, most folks are okay with deficits just as long as their party uh, gets to uh, get the short-term political advantage of claiming uh, to be the saviors by shoveling cash. He says, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. The math is the math. And I think that's the thing we all need to think again about. Uh, we often cheer the political party that we choose to support or the side that we choose to to weigh in on uh, when they're doing the spending because they're doing it for the good of the people. But when the other side gets to do the spending, then we call foul, uh, we raise red flags, and the reality is is neither side has been interested at all in terms of where we are in terms of the debt and deficit spending. And it continues to balloon. We've got another $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill on the table. The Republicans have countered uh, with a more modest uh, 580-something billion. Uh, It's a lot of money either way. And the interesting thing is until we are willing to put the politics of this aside and say, well, it's okay to rack up a deficit as long as it's my team's doing the spending and deciding where the money goes, but if the other side gets to do it, then no, we, we need to be more fiscally responsible. Uh, that is hypocrisy. Uh, that is the problem. Uh, it goes back to what I often refer to as the Dennis Rodman syndrome. 
You know, everybody hated Dennis Rodman unless he was your Dennis Rodman. The Chicago Bulls detested Dennis Rodman when he played for the Detroit Pistons, their nemesis. Uh, they hated everything about him. Right up to the point, he became their Dennis Rodman. And when he joined the Chicago Bulls, they were all too happy to take his uh, 18 rebounds a game and a few steals and a few points. Uh, and so the same thing is happening in terms of our spending. And until we are willing as citizens and until we have leaders who are willing to stand up and say, you know what, this isn't going to work and who this is not going to work for the most, not just our grandchildren and our children and our great grandchildren, uh, this is going to impact the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. And it's not that far out. This is a crucial conversation we have to have where we set the politics aside and say, let's talk about getting things under control. We've got to think again when it comes to debt and deficits. We'll continue to discuss this as we go through the week as President Biden lays out uh, some new things in his speech on Wednesday. We're hoping to have Senator Ben Sass join us a little later on to talk about why neither party is really serious about spending. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. One of the things that the state of Utah does incredibly well is our budgeting, balancing our books, and projecting for the future. Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics is going to join us next to break down where we are and why we are doing so well. We may have a little secret sauce coming up from Jason Perry. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.